opportunity to stand and open your word. Lord, I pray today as we approach the writings of Paul to the church at Corinth, God, that we would not look at it as verses we've seen over and over and over again. Rather, God, I pray that we would just own the fact that it's our time. God, if not us, then who? You've preserved us. You died for us. You gave your life so that we could live. And God, I just ask that nothing would be said or done here that would not be from your mouth, from your heart. And anything good that happens here is because of you. In Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. can you give God a shout of praise, please? <clears throat> How many believe it's our time? How many believe it's past time? How many believe that we have uh, very possibly waited too long? Amen? If, if you've been here for our bride series, I think you know that I am incredibly impatient. Um, I'm burdened for the church. And today is, uh, although we're, we're going to step out of our bride series, I've said for a while that my desire for us, is that we would finish stronger than we started. Thank you. I believe that it, it should be that we, as the church, become completely unsatisfied with where we are in our walk with Jesus. Now, now, now before, before you think that we're just going to keep moving the target, no, none of us have arrived. And so today, I want us to, I want us to just, Pause. I've, I've, I, I did the entire bride series by asking questions, and I want to, I want to end this year right before we, we talk about the incredible miracle that changed history forever, and that is the birth of our Savior, by making commitments before that emotional day. Because... The message next week will be directed to those that you bring that don't know Jesus. I want to talk to the church today. I, I want to talk to, to those of us who, 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 who want to end well, but maybe more importantly, start again even better for the glory of God, not for any other reason. So find your Bible and find the book of 1 Corinthians. When you find 1 Corinthians, find chapter 9. I enjoy putting titles to series. I, I'm not good at titles with individual sermons. So I simply, if I were going to title this, I would title it, Start Strong Stay strong, finish strong. Start strong, stay strong, finish strong. 
Are you with me today? Are, 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 are you worried about this busy week? No. Good. Put that right over here somewhere. Start strong, stay strong, finish strong. In 1 Corinthians 9, Paul's talking about the Corinthian games. <clears throat> Second only to the Olympic games. And I, I just love studying the, the, the culture of things when the Bible was written, and just in my brief research, I discovered that the games included running, um, leaping, if you will, spear throwing, boxing, wrestling. It was, uh, they did chariot racing. They, they did races dressed in full armor. And everyone that was going to participate, had to take an oath. And here's what the oath said. Now, listen carefully. I trained for at least 10 months, and I will not resort to unfair tricks. So before they were accepted and went all in, they made a commitment verbally and made a commitment to those who were watching over these games, and they said, I trained for at least 10 months. In, in other words, I'm, I'm making a, a promise to you that I, I didn't just show up yesterday. I, I've put some work into this. I, I'm trying my best. I'm, 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 I'm as fit as I can be. I'm, I've trained for 10 months, and I'm not going to try to take any shortcuts. I'm, I'm not going to resort... To unfair tricks. In other words, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to take steroids. There were benefits to being a winner in the Corinthian games, some great benefits. I'll name a few. Your name and your hometown were shouted out as you were awarded the prize. You would be given a parade of sorts. You would be given a large amount of money. You were given the right to sit at a place of honor for all the games for the rest of your life. But as I said, the Corinthian games were second only to the Olympic games. In the Olympic games, your children would receive free education for life. In the Olympic games, you would be exempt from military duty for the rest of your life, and you were released from paying any taxes for the rest of your life. They didn't train for nothing. They trained to win. Why all this history? Well, because they were very, very important to the culture. And Paul is referencing that. And, and most people knew someone, knew of someone's relative, knew of, heard a name of. It's, it's, like we, it's like we hear names of great athletes today. We don't know them, but we know them. And, and I bring it up because... They didn't just participate, they were there to win. And, 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 and my burden for the church extends past us being the bride of Christ, and it extends past me as Paul making the commitment that I want to present the church that God has blessed me so much with that, 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 as, as, a, as, a, as a spotless, pure bride to 
our one husband, Jesus Christ. It, it extends beyond that, and it extends beyond that because I, I, I listen, I don't want average. I, I, I don't want it. I don't, I don't like it. I'm, 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 not, I'm not good with it. I don't settle for it. My prayer before we begin to read our text is this. That me, my family, my church, my friends, my, my prayer is that we'll participate in this race called life as followers of Christ with one goal, and that's to win. It's to win. I don't, you don't, you don't win from the bleachers. You, you, you can celebrate from the bleachers. You can, you can take credit for the win from the bleachers. But my prayer is that as we close up a year, I want, I want one more shot at talking to the church. And I want us to commit today that we're going to win. In our text today, Paul uses these games as really an illustration for life, and it's kind of bigger than that. It's life with Christ. And he pulls out of them a few principles that I just want to look at, things you have to do, you know, when, when, when what you're doing Winning means everything, and I believe in our walk with Christ, it means everything. So I want to talk about starting strong and staying strong and finishing strong. If you're taking notes, I would ask you to pull out your worship guide. If God says something, write it down. Let's go. Number one, to start strong, it takes desire. Everybody say desire. desire. To start strong, it takes desire. What do I mean by that? you got to want to win. I said, you got to want to win. You, you, you have to have the desire to, to push through the hard things of life. To, to, to have the desire to not, to not just be okay with okay. That, that there's a desire inside of you, man. It, listen, if I want to make my life count, if you want to make your life count, if I want to succeed in life, I have to want to win. You have to want to win. You watch any interview of any athlete that's won anything, and, and if they're known as a winner, you see there's, there's a common denominator throughout. Yes, some are extremely gifted. Some are clumsy as a bull in a china shop, and they're still heroes. The common denominator is no matter what country they come from, no matter what sport they engage in, they have a desire to excel. They have a desire to rise above. If I had to put a word to it, they have a passion. They've got a passion for what they do. They love what they do. And they give all to what they do. Come on now. You don't just wake up one day a pasty white boy and become Larry Bird. You feel me? How many free throws did this mug shoot? 
You've got to have a desire to win. Michael Jordan could have kids. You can Google him. Um, there's other people other than the James boys. Um, he could have settled with just dunking from two feet from the rim. No, he started at the foul line because average wasn't good enough. Other people could do that. God had gifted him to do more. Did you hear me? And with that, he excelled. These athletes that rise above, these athletes with passion, and I'm going to say that word over and over again because I want you to feel it. I want you to get it. These athletes with passion, they eat it, they sleep it, they talk it, they think it, they live it. Everything revolves around it. What is it? In their case, it's whatever it is that they are wanting to excel in. In the case of Christ followers, the it is the life with Christ. One of the most practical books I've read in a long time. It's simply called It. And it's not the movie with the freaky clown. It's, <laughs> it's Craig Rochelle writing about the mysterious It. Have you ever been in a church and you go in and you're like, man, they got it. What do they got? It. Man, that, that band's got it going on. What's it? it? I don't know. I can't explain it. It's It's It. And what I want us to do is, is just embrace this reality that, listen, wherever you're at in your walk with the Lord, you can't tell me there's not room for more passion. Let me, let me step outside of that. Wherever you're at in your job with your, listen, with your family, you cannot tell me there's not more that you could give, that there's not more passion and commitment that you could give. You can't tell me that. Because we're still breathing. We're still living. We ain't dead yet. Therefore, there's more passion for us to give. Amen. To start strong, you've got to have a desire. And you've got to have a desire to achieve. You've got to have a desire to excel. You've got to have a desire to set new records. You've got to have a desire to be the best. So my first question I want to pose to you today it's simple. It's in your worship guide. What are you passionate about? Oh, I want you to personalize it. What am I passionate about? I want you to mark through my question and rewrite it. Thank you, Jesus. What am I passionate about? What is it that fires you up in terms of the kingdom of God? What is it? What is it? Let me point out a few things. You can't Spend 30 seconds with John Jeffries and not know where his heart's at. Amen. Man, he's got a passion for these kids. That's right. You spend too much time with Trey and you'll know more about cutting someone open and doing some stuff in there that I don't want to talk about as his passion of being a nurse in intensive care. Listen, listen, you, your passion will just flow out of you. What are you passionate about? Well, I like this. I don't want to know what you like. I want to know what you lay your life down for. That you are willing to excel above. Passion. 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 Listen. Let, let, let me reword 
The question, if I may, what would you do if you weren't freaked out over the fact that you ain't got enough money in the bank to do it? Because for whatever reason, in this part of the world, that's the driving force. And that's a shame. Because it keeps people from taking risks for Jesus, stepping out of the boat and walking on the waves. What is it that you would do? If someone gave you the money to do it, what would you do? Let that come alive in you. And then, come hell or high water, do it. You're like, well, I, well, I, well I'm going to have this and that. You know what? You'll, you'll have yourself talked out of it before you leave this room today. You will. I'm telling you the truth now. You need to hear me. And this is not a motivational speech. I'm trying to get you to understand there needs to be a passion inside of you and inside of me to excel, to do more, and not put it on anything and not rely on the money or the people. Put it all on the shoulders of Jesus Christ, who, by the way, rose from the dead. I don't know what else. We need, we have that resurrection power according to your Bible. I believe that a passionless life, at the end of the day, you've wasted most of your life. You're like, man, that's an that's a over-the-top statement. No, I told you I believe. You don't got to believe that. My opinion is, and my opinion doesn't matter in terms of the gospel, but my opinion is that a life lived passionless has a, been a wasted life because we just endure. My father was passionate. My father was passionate for his kids. My father was passionate for his music. My father, my, other, father, my father always talked forward. And I knew when mama passed, dad died three months later. Dad still was talking forward. And I remember I would go over to his house and I'd sit with him and we'd watch John Wayne movies. And Hondo was the last John Wayne movie my father and I watched together. And every commercial break, dad would start talking about, hey, you remember that time when you and I, we were on the bus and... and and you, hey, you remember that time we were going and we went to this little church in Sandy Hook, Kentucky, and we were going over this bridge that a horse shouldn't have been going over. We took that bus. You remember that, Jeff? You remember that? When Dad started talking backwards, I knew. I knew. His passion for forward, it left him. He just wanted to get to Mama. And what happens so often is that we wonder why we peter out. We, we wonder why we're in one day and out the next. And I, I, I have laid it down to the church staff. What's going to be different in 2020? You're not just going to show, if you serve, you're not just going to show up on the days you serve. I, I'm, I'm just laying, I'm telling you the Sunday school truth. That's, we're not going to roll like that anymore. 
That's not excellence, number one. That's not passion, number two. And that's not commitment, daggone it. We need to be committed. You're welcome. I love you. I love you, but man, come on. We need some passion. We need some passion. We need some passion. Paul was a passionate person. Are you in 1 Corinthians 9? Uh, drop down to 24, if you would, please. Read with me. 9, 24. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. So run to win as if you were the only one running. As if you were the only one that could win. As if everything hinged on your run. As if your nation was rooting for you because you were the one running, representing all of every body that wore the same colors as you and wave the same flag as you. Just run. Run with passion as if you were the only one that could run. Run to win. Don't run to slide into home. No, no. Run to win. Run to win. Circle that in your Bible. Run to win. Circle it in your notes. Run to win. He says, that gonna, if you're going to live, live strong. If you're going to live, live to win. Go hard or go home, Paul said. Well, I added that, but... That's what I hear when I read it. I've said it before, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it till they lay me in the grave. I would rather die than settle for mediocrity. We have enough average, amen? Average, average don't get it done, man. I want to start strong. I want to run to win, amen? Living water, let's, listen, let's run to make our life count. Let's run that we make our mark. Are you with me? Let's run, man. And for that to happen, we've got to want to be the best we can in our life and our walk with Jesus. What you haven't heard me say is you've got to try harder. That's not what I'm saying. I didn't, you didn't hear me say you've got to do more. That's not what I'm saying. Don't misquote me. What I'm saying is let it well up inside of you to the degree That wild, wild horses couldn't drag me away. Man, run with passion. Run with passion. Run with passion. Sadly, many run not to win. Many run to do better. Do you realize that the church, I'm putting that in quotes, the, the, the church at large, they're not, we are not the most charitable demographic of people in the world. We think we are, but we're not. And I, and I, I say that because it's not even a matter of giving more. Because people that don't know Jesus will reach deep in their pockets. I want to give more out of passion. I want to, I, 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 I want to excel out of passion. 
I don't, I don't want to do it for any other reason. I want to do it so that God gets glory for the time he gives me here on this earth. I do. I do. And I know you do too. At least that's my prayer. I, and I want you to hear me out for the next couple of minutes because if, if you don't, you'll turn me off at the wrong time. And then that'll be what you hang your hat on. God did not put us on this earth to retire. God created Adam and Eve, and, and, and God gave Adam a, a charge, if you will, to work. He gave, he gave Adam a charge to work and manage the garden. In other words, God gave Adam a job. Okay? Now, Adam got to skip the interview process. He, he, he didn't have a whole lot of competition. I get it. He didn't have a lot of references. I understand. But God chose him for the job and then gave him a clear job description. And then sin entered the world. I only bring it up because work was before sin. He didn't have to do what he did just because sin entered the world. Listen to me. Listen to me. But his work became hard and laborious after sin entered the world. He was happy to do what he was doing until, until the fail, until he failed, until, until sin came. The only mention of retirement, even in the entire scriptures, is found in Numbers chapter 8, and I'll just tell you what that is. It refers to some Levites living off tithes and offering of God's people and retiring at the age of 50. Read it. Numbers 8.25. So I'm about seven and a half years late. <laughs> but here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's what, you got. here's what you got to know. They still served. And they served hard. And what I want you and I to do today, and please don't misunderstand me, retirement isn't sinful. Again, if, if, you, if you clocked out on me, then go ahead and put it on social media. But I, well, I, that ain't what I said. Retirement's not sinful, but it does mean we should change our perspective as we begin to approach that uh, timeline in our life. In fact, here's what I want you to change your mindset from. I want you to change it from retirement to repurposement. Retirement to repurposement. I'm... I'm all about leaving a job. Don't misunderstand. I'm all about putting your time in and going out. I'm all about it. But I don't stop. And I think sometimes we have this goal somewhere out here. Man, if I can get to here, I can finally just kick it. No, 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 no. That's not the way God planned it. When you get here, you just freed your bad self up about 60 hours a week to do whatever God wants you to do. You change from retirement to repurposement. You got to want to win. To do that, you got to have passion to win. You got to start strong. God help me. You got, man, if God put you here for a reason, and He did, and if God wants you to make your life count, which He did, then why, 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 why would he even want us to live a life of average? He doesn't. 
He doesn't. He doesn't. I don't want to live a life of average. I want to live a life of awesome. And not that I'm awesome. Awesome in how rewarding it is that I'm laying my treasures up in heaven and God's getting glory with our decision making, with the life that we live. Are you with me? You got to start strong. And you can't do that if you have no desire to do that. You got to have a desire to win. Some people don't want to win, and I get it. Let, let, let me speak to you who struggle with wanting to win. You struggle because you've failed so many times. You can't even get off the starting block. You get off the starting block and you stumble and fall. I, I watched a YouTube video. Uh, actually, it was yesterday, last night. And it was about these BMX riders. And, man, they were lined up and they were ready to go. I love watching those things. And, and, and man, as soon as the thing came down and they were shooting... This kid, he just, bam, he just went right over, right out of the chute, man. This kid just went over and he just, phew. Everybody else, they're gone. You know what this kid did? He got up, turned that bike around, jumped on it, and pedals his little backside off. Did he win? <laughs> Not within a million miles. But that joker didn't lay down and die. He didn't quit. Some people don't want to win because of guilt. Look up here at me. There are people right now in this room that think you don't deserve to win because you don't deserve to win. So you're not even trying to win. You're trying to just get by. You're trying to sin less today than you did yesterday. That's not God's plan for your life. That is the furthest thing from the abundant life. Man, I, I blew it, man. I, I had my chance. I blew it. I don't deserve to win. Other people don't want to win because of yesterday. Maybe somebody in your past said you're never going to amount to nothing. I'm talking about my mama and daddy. It's the holiday season. They're on my mind. I've told you this story before. I'll tell it again. It's real brief. M my uncle was at my house, and my uncle, all of his, uh, all, all his kids, they're doing awesome. Um, because some of them listen to the podcast. Uh, but you know who you are. I'm talking to you, brother. Um, <clears throat> here's the thing. My uncle was at my house, <clears throat> and I came in, and I had this little hot rod car, and I, I came in, and I, co I come into the kitchen where everybody always sat. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know, I don't know why my mom had a living room, but <clears throat> probably the same, same reason I don't know why we do, right? All right we just sit around that dining room table. So, 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 so I, I walk in, and I said something, and you know, my car was loud, and I... I, sometimes I'll drive a little fast. And so I, I, I came in and I walked in and, 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 and my uncle looked at me and said, boy, said, you ain't going to mind nothing. You, you're going to end up in jail. My mom, who was always washing dishes, laid those pots and pans down and walked over and said, don't you ever, don't you ever say that to my son again. He will not end up in jail. He will not ruin his life. And mom just began to rebuke those things. Some of you, you don't want to win because you think you don't deserve to win because of something that happened and somebody told you you can't win. I, listen, I release you from that today. Stop living under somebody else's thumb and rise up and say, Daggone it, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I'm going to win this life. I'm going to win my walk with Jesus Christ. I have power over sin because of Jesus, and I can beat the devil because he's already beat. God says, we'll just... We'll say it was us. I'm okay. We 
We know who won, amen? Some of us don't want to win because of bad theology. I said some of us don't want to win because you've had bad teaching. It's just like, it's hard sometimes to break the mentality of we got to keep Christians poor. <laughs> Listen, some of you don't want to win because of bad theology. You're fatalistic in your thought process. You know, whatever, hey, whatever happens, happens. You're ultra-Calvinistic in the way you think. Man, I ain't going to go talk to my neighbor about God. Hey, if God chose him, God chose him. And there's, I, can't, I can't make a difference in that. Find that in your Bible for me and just, just email it to me. Don't call me because I ain't going to pick it up. Not today. But email it to me. You ain't going to find it. God tells us to go and get them and disciple them. Hey, whatever happens, happens, man. Okay, Sarah, Sarah. Whatever will be. Why am I so daggone nostalgic today? Who did that? Who did that? Doris Day. I meant nothing, but I shouldn't have any desires, man. It's, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna just get by. I, 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 I shouldn't have goals. I, I, I shouldn't have this ambition. I'm sorry, man, but that's just not the abundant life. It's not the abundant life. My Jesus came to give abundant life. God says, I've given you desire. God's telling you right now, I, I, I've shaped you. I've given you a destiny. Your Bible says that God went before you, made the crooked ways straight, the high places low, and the low places high. He knocked down the bronze gate so that you and I had a way to be successful in our walk with Jesus Christ. If we're not, it's not God's fault. It's not our mate's fault. It ain't our parents' fault. It ain't your preacher's fault. It's your fault, and it's my fault. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. God wants to develop and expand you. He doesn't say extinguish your desires. He says channel your desires into kingdom work, into things that make an eternal difference. Some people don't want to win because of a warped view of God. You, you, you know, that if you've been in church all your life, I have. Many believe that God thinks that being passionate and running to win, it's arrogant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Many, many think if you want to be successful, it's, it's unspiritual. Listen, newsflash for you. God wants you to be successful. God has never, ever set someone up to fail. I think, I think we just need to get a new definition of success. Success doesn't rely on the Benjamins. It doesn't rely on what's jingling in your pocket. It doesn't, ma- it doesn't rely on your IRAs. It doesn't matter on your 401k. You need to hear me. Success is not about hoarding it and not using it to serve and help others. Success is being what God made you to be and then living it out with excellence. That is success. Exclamation point. That's it. That's, listen, that's our gauge. That's our gauge. Don't use the world's gauge. In the Good News translation, David wrote in Psalms 35, verse 27, How great is the Lord! Exclamation point. He is pleased with the success of his servant. Amen. God wants you to be successful. God wants you to be successful. But you've got to have a desire. 
got to have a desire. You've got to have a desire to win. It's, it, 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 it's okay to desire and say, God, I, I want you to use my life. I want, I want to make an impact. I want to make a difference. You know what else? You know what else? It's okay that you, you tell God, God, I, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I've said it for 19 and a half years. I don't know. Or 19 years. I, 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 I still, something new will come. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know. I just have a Bible and a call from God. That's all I got. But we can't settle for leaving it there. We have to, we have to be hungry. We've got to be thirsty. Amen. You've got to say, God, I want to be successful. God, when I run, I'm going to run to win. I'm going to fall. I'm going to get up again. Do you know that you're far more capable than anything you're doing right now? I am far more capable than anything I think I'm doing right now. That's the Sunday School Truth Church. Very, very familiar verse. You see it on the screen behind me, Ephesians 3. Verse 20, your Bible says this, now all glory to God who is able. Everybody say able. able. My God, I, if, you'll just, if you'll just feel the weight of this, I, I could easily wrap this up right now. Some of your eyes got, what? Hey, what? I'm sorry, what? So what? <laughs> but you know, I'd come back. Uh, all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or even think. So I want to ask you again. If you want to succeed in life, ask yourself, what am I passionate about? How do I want my life to count? And at the risk of being too serious... Don't be flipping about that answer. Think about it. No, for reals, think about it. What am I passionate? How do I want my life to count? Because everything starts with desire. To start strong, it takes desire. To stay strong, it takes direction. Say direction. Direction. You still in 1 Corinthians 9? Amen. Go to verse 25, please. Your Bible says this. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. We do it for an eternal prize. Amen. Verse 26. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing or striking at the air, some translations say. In other words, I ain't just going through the motions. I've got a direction for my life. I've got a purpose for my life. See, 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 see to, to start strong, you've got to have a desire to be strong. To stay strong, you've got to have a direction. Paul says, I'm not just wandering around aimlessly, just living day to day to day. I've got a purpose. I've got a target. I've got an objective. I not only have desire, Paul says, I've got direction. I've got direction. I want to do something, but I, I listen, Paul didn't say I just want to do anything. I want to do something specific, Paul says. Listen, I'm, I'm headed in a definite, a definite, precise, strategic direction. To stay strong, you've got to know why you're here. 
Paul said, I'm, I'm not just playing around, man. I'm not, I'm not just beating at the air. I ain't just, I'm not just shadow boxing and calling myself a boxer. Did you hear me? I'm not just shadow boxing and then calling myself a boxer. Oh, man, I'm just swinging at the air. I ain't hitting nothing. You don't get anywhere hitting nothing. Paul said, I'm not going through the motions. I, I'm not just playing air guitar. I'm going to learn how to play the guitar. Come on, fill in the blank. I don't care what it is. Have a passion for something. Have a passion for it. And then get a direction for it. Paul said, I'm going for it. And the opposite of this is the person that just never really gets serious about God of their own life. Literally, it's day to day to day to day. And they're just hoping they don't screw it up today. Or certainly don't get caught at it. Have a direction. Have a purpose. Get serious about your contribution to the kingdom. Get, get, get serious. Get a desire and a passion. Don't, don't, don't just show up to church. Man, I, t- I tell you, I, it, I could use so many people as examples for this. But, man, man I, 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 think, I think of Candace who led us in worship today. She didn't show up and say, what are we doing? What, what songs are we <laughs> You did change the key on me, you brat. I forgot about that. Bad example. No, just kidding. Uh, so, what, so, what do, so what are we doing? What songs are we doing? I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure. I, I didn't look. I didn't check. No. No, no. I show up here today. Rob's got my acoustic run in one channel. He's got everything set up. All my guitars ready to go, tuned up, ready to go. He's got a purpose. He's got a purpose. Heather shows up. She don't show up and go, man, if I got to shake one more daggone hand, sweet Jesus. No, 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 no. She doesn't. She shows up with a purpose. She's got a direction. It's not her only direction. It's not her only, but she understands, as many of you do, the contribution that you're going to make to the kingdom of God through your local church? Do you understand that you've got to have a direction, you've got to have a purpose and the desire to have it and then live it out, make it happen, play it all the way through, think about it here and then play it out in your head and then do it. Do it, just do it. Wake up ready to do it. Wake up wanting to do it. I, 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 the opposite of this is the person that just, just doesn't get serious about their life. They, they don't get serious about anything. They, they're like, they kind of live petty lives. Every little thing, man, is a big, giant deal. I, I, listen, I know it doesn't, in my head, listen, I, I'll just ask for forgiveness first. But I think sometimes that Jesus rolls his eyes, his eyes sometimes at how petty we are. I, the last business meeting I was ever in was a business meeting, and I swore we'd never have them like that. We'll have blessings meetings, bless God. But we ain't voting on dumb stuff. The last one I was in, they voted on what color to paint the squares in the walls in the front of the church. Kidding me. You know what they settled with? Beige. That's how you accommodate two sides. I don't create an environment where somebody's walking away a loser. No, that's not how it works, church. 
That's not how you come to me and say, I want to paint that green. I'll be like, I, I don't like green, but man, if you're digging green and it makes your walk with Jesus better, paint the junk out of it. I don't care. But our, our mediocrity, our, our pettiness, we, we, we just play around. Listen, listen how, how, do you, how do you know somebody like that? I'll tell you how you identify somebody like that. I call them dabblers. Man, they're fired up about this today. I mean, man, I, you know what? God has called me to do this, and I'm going to do this. Jeff, I'm in. I'm in, dude. I'm in. I've got this. All right. You got this. All right. Two weeks later. You know what? That wasn't it. Here's the thing. Um, I believe now that God is going. Listen, God's not schizophrenic, church. He's not. Stop being a dabbler. You know, it's okay if you do something and don't call it your calling. It's really okay. It's okay. It's okay. But whatever you do, do it with passion. Do it with purpose. Do it with a direction. Do it, do it, do it for the glory of God. Listen, I thought of this. I, as I was typing this up, my notes up, and as many of you know, and you've asked me, how, how do I, I, I type my notes as if I'm preaching. As God gives it to me, I, I'm like somewhere, and there's people, and I'm, God's talking, and I'm right. And then I, I type these words. Don't just coast through life. And man, God stopped me right there. Bam. And I'm like, okay, I, I need to, like, I had dot, dot, dot after that. We got, we need a little something else. And my hand to God, he, 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 he stopped right there. I shut my computer. I went and did something else. And I won't forget this. <clears throat> I'm driving down the road. I was actually coming home from lunch to let my puppies out. And I was thinking and praying to God, God, I, don't, I want to communicate that I don't want him to coast through life. And I turned on my street. And my phone was sitting in the thing, and it fell off in the floor. And so I threw my car in neutral. There's no traffic on my road ever. So I threw my car in neutral, and I coasted it to bend down to pick my phone up. Kids, don't do this. This is not driver instruction school. <laughs> this is an illustration. Okay? So I bent over to pick it up, and there's a hill right when you turn on my street. Not a huge hill. You can't coast uphill. That's what dabblers do, see? Dabblers will start right here at 100 miles an hour because they're going to try to coast. But as soon as they hit the hill, oh, this must not be what I'm supposed to do. No, you're supposed to keep your foot on the on gas pedal and downshift this sucker and get up over this hill. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to have a direction and a purpose, and nothing's going to stop us. And stop changing your calling every other week. Please, stop that, please. Just, just, listen, just, just do what God is asking you to do. Just do that. Just do that. Experiment with your gifts. Everything Living Water does is an experiment. I've said it since 2000. 
Everything we do is an experiment. If we try it and it's, it's absolutely upside down, and we'll look at each other and laugh and say, that was the dumbest thing we've ever tried, ever, ever. But if it's work, people come to know Jesus, write, I'll write this down, we're doing this every year. It's okay, but you've got to have a purpose. You've got to have a desire, a drive. You have to have passion. Your life is going downhill if you're coasting. Your life is going downhill if you're coasting. Solomon wrote in Proverbs chapter 17, an intelligent man aims at wise actions, but a fool starts off in many directions. Let me say one more thing about this. Let me put this in a way we're all going to understand it. If I leave here today, and me and Miss Kim and girls and their families and well, grandkids, we, we go, let's say we go to a restaurant. It's not happening, but let's say we were. <clears throat> if we were going to a restaurant and, and, and we sit down and, and Justin, the server, comes over and gets to me and says, and, and sir, for you? And I say, just bring me food. Okay, there's 73 items, sir, on our menu. What can I get you? Food. Just Food. Can you be more specific? Do you, you want meat? You want veggies? I just want food. How frustrating is that for someone who's really trying to do what they're supposed to do? Right? And then you're going to get something that you don't like, and you're going to look at the server and say, honey, you're going to have to take that back because I ain't eating this. And, and you're going to knock their tip down about 4% because you can't make your mind up. The spiritual walk is the only place in our life that we do what I'm talking about. You don't do that at the restaurant. You don't do it at your job or you don't stay employed long. You, you, uh, I hope to God you don't do it at home. You don't. If, if, you, if you are... You know, extracurricular sport activities, whatever. I, I'm not a sports guy. I don't, I don't know. But I'm thinking you just don't show up and play anything you want to do. I went yesterday, me and Kim went yesterday and watched Dylan play basketball, man. I was, so, I, was, I was so proud of this little dude. But he didn't just go out there and stand. Check my uniform out. No, no, no. The coach was like, get over to the left, get in the center. And man, he was, pow, he's right there, bam, bam, he's staying on his man. He had a purpose. Are you following me? You can't just do whatever you want to do. You've got to follow the plan. Yeah. Following the plan, you've got to have a desire to do it. And then when you have the desire to do it, get a purpose about it, get some direction, and then do it. Philippians 3, Paul said, I focus on this one thing. In other words, he said, I'm concentrating, I'm zeroing in, I know what I want out of life. Oh, my priorities are right, I'm not going to get distracted. He says, I focus, 
Forgetting the past, look forward to what lies ahead. Hmm. Jeff, you just, you just downplayed something that happened to me years ago. No, I didn't. Please don't hear that. Because that, that's not my heart, church. That's not my heart. If you've been, if you've been hurt by any sort of spiritual abuse in the church, man, I, I stand, I stand in the gap for my peers, and I say, I am so, so sorry that you've been taken advantage of. And I'm not asking you to forget that. If you've been sexually abused, like I was, I, 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 wanna, I am so sorry that happened. I understand. I understand. I can't say that about a whole life, a whole lot, because, man, I had a great life growing up. I got a great life right now, but I can understand that. And I'm so sorry that that happened. And I'm not remotely asking you to forget that. But what I am encouraging you to do is be like Paul and don't live there. Because the longer you live there, everybody will take advantage of you in your mind. And you become a victim in every situation. Every situation. I focus on this one thing, I forget the past. But then you got to look forward. That looking forward is what I'm talking about in this point. <laughs> is you got to have direction. You got to have direction. And you know what? Maybe you need some help with that. Maybe you need to, to, to like just make the call, man. Drop the dime and make an appointment with a professional and just talk it out. Maybe you need to get some help. Maybe you need to just repent. For your inability to forgive whatever it takes don't settle for less than excellence because that's what God wants for you amen maybe, maybe you think I had my chance I was going strong and I blew it therefore I'm going to have to settle for second best Where in the Bible do you find the phrase, I have to settle for second best? No, 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 no. You never see the idea of second best in the Bible. You do see the idea of second chance in the Bible. That's a bumper sticker trademark. You don't see second best, you see second chance. Man, hit the reset button and go. So my second question is easy. What is the focus of my life? You won't be able to answer that until you answer number one. Until you know what you're passionate for, you won't know the direction to go. Number three, to start strong, you've got to have a desire. To stay strong, you've got to have a direction to finish strong, it takes determination. I got to be willing to work. 
I got to be willing to work at my spiritual life. I got to be willing to do the hard work. Are you following me? Verse 25 of 1 Corinthians 9, out of the Living Bible. I know we already read it. I read it out of the NLT. But in the Living Bible, I wanted to bring it out because it's got two words in there. Verse 25 of 1 Corinthians 9 said, To win the contest, you must deny yourself. That's the secret. That's the secret. It's a good day to die to self. You've got to be determined that nothing, nothing will stop you from winning this race. To win the contest, you've got to deny yourself many things that would keep you from doing your best. I'm going to go on. An athlete goes to all this trouble just to win a blue ribbon or a silver cup. Oh, but listen, you and I, Christ follower, listen, we do it for a heavenly record, Paul says, that never disappears. Notice he says... They use self-control, the athletes do. In other words, he says, uh, I'm going to discipline my life. Verse 26 says, I run straight to the goal with, say it aloud, please, purpose. Say it again, purpose. I'm going to run to the goal with purpose in every step. Deny myself. How many of you go home and think, I'm, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to meditate on this Self-denial, because I just love that phrase. I'm, I'm, there is nothing I like better than uh, denying myself of something I want. Nobody does that. That's why we got to die to ourselves. <laughs> because we got to do that. We got to do that. We got to do that. That's how the that's how the athletes won the prize. That's how they won the cup. That's how they won the medal. That's how they won the ribbon is they denied themselves what they wanted to do and they did what they had to do. And what you'll find is what they felt they had to do became what they wanted to do because God will change your desires. God will change your desires. I don't think I know anybody that's, unless they've got family money, I don't know anybody that's succeeded in life by doing whatever they want. I mean, just doing what you please. Ah, I ain't going to work today. I don't want to. You're going to go broke. The, the difference between successful people in the kingdom and in the workplace, in the world, in your family, the difference in, the difference in a successful marriage and, and, and a marriage that isn't, the difference in a, a Christian that's in and out, in and out, in and out, but one that's successful. And remember our definition for that? The person that's successful in, in their workplace, in the business world, the difference is this. Successful people are willing to do things and develop habits that unsuccessful people aren't willing to do. That's the only difference. That's the only... Say, no, no, they got a lucky break. Nope. No. 
even if it was a lucky break, it wouldn't have sustained them. You say, Jeff, I don't agree with that. How many one-hit wonders do you know? No, they got a lucky break with one, but it couldn't sustain them. Amen. You, you might have had a good date night. That don't mean your marriage is on point. You've got to be willing to do some things that the unsuccessful folks aren't willing to do. You've got to change some things. Amen. Come on now. Verse 25 of our text in the New International Version says, Everyone who competes in the game goes into strict training. I love that word compete. That word compete is the word we get for agonize. Man, when's the last time you lamented at the altar? The last time there was just anguish, as Wilkerson said, in the house of God. Proverbs 13.4 said, lazy people want much but get little, but those who work hard will prosper. Question number three, and then I'll close. Question number three, am I willing to pay the price? Say, Jeff, what's the price? I don't know. Denying yourself. I don't know what God's calling you to be. If he's he's calling you to teach, listen, you better make sure he's calling you to do it. But whatever it is, man, whatever, in the church, within the walls of a church, outside the walls of a church, whatever it is, you've got to have desire and you've got to have direction. And to finish strong, you've got to have determination. You've got to have it. You, I mean, you can't get around it. I, I, what, are you willing, what are you willing to pay? Am I willing to pay price? See, a lot of people have desire. There's a lot of people that they've got direction, but they're not willing to pay the price. I want Living Water to be willing to pay the price, do the hard hours, break the bad habits, develop good habits, know more about Jesus. God, help us. You've got to never give up. I can never give up. Never, never, never get up. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 27. See, remember, I'll remind you, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. I'm asking you to do whatever it takes, short of sin, to win this race. To win this race, increase the kingdom of God, bring glory to his name. Just become invisible in the kingdom so that God gets the glory. Worship like it's your last time you'll ever get a chance to. Love your family like it's your last day on earth. Give your money away like you ain't going to be able to spend it come sun up. Come on, church. Pay the price for the glory of God. Hebrews chapter 12 Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. 
and let us run, there it is again, with endurance, the race God has set before us. Verse 2, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross, disregarding the shame. God, I'm going to read that again. Feel the weight of this. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion, who initiates and perfects our faith. Now listen, because of the joy that awaits him, he endured the cross. you got to look past that which is going to bring pain to what it will bring. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and want to give up. Question number four and my last one. What is holding me back? What is it? Name it. Name it. You're like, well, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you do. As soon as you ask yourself the question, it's in your head. Money back guarantee. What's holding you back? You know what it is. It's holding you back. What's keeping, personally, what's keeping me from becoming all God wants me to be? What, what, what's stunting my spiritual progress, my spiritual growth? What is it? What is it? What is it? For some, it's a habit. And, and again, I'm not being condescending. I'm, 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 man, we all got our thing. Amen, right? But greater is he that lives in me than anything else that I might want to put in my life. For some, it's just a habit, man. It's, it's become who you are. Others, a guilty past. For some, it's a friendship. You ain't willing to pay the price. It might be greed. It could be lust. It could be laziness. Apathy. Complacency. What's holding us back? Heavy question. I feel the weight of it. For many, it's insecurities. Fear. What would you do for the glory of God If you didn't have all your faith in money, what would you do? That's your passion. Get on it. If God's opening the doors, run through it. But you can't run through it with a bunch of baggage. You can't run through it with unconfessed sin. You can't run through it with inconsistencies. I want you, me, I want us all to finish strong. I want to finish the race strong. I want to finish this year strong. I want to finish this day strong. I want to finish this message strong. Some of you are, will are willing. Man, you're like this close to like giving up. 
let, let me encourage you. Let me throw you a lifeline. Everybody I know that's quit their race with Jesus and their walk with the Lord, they quit right before their breakthrough. And that's not, and that's not me like a preacher line. You can talk to the people and they'll tell you if they're honest. If you need examples in a scripture for that, shoot me an email and I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you one right now and, you, and I'll, I'll save you the type, okay? Achan. He didn't want to obey. He threw caution to the wind. He stole stuff he shouldn't have stole. Tried to hide it. That was dumb because he couldn't tell anybody. What fun was that? I mean, if you're going to do something, at least make it fun, right? God said, don't touch it. And once sin was cleaned up, the very next battle, God was going to tell them, take it all. If he wouldn't have bailed one battle too soon, he would have got multitudes more than what he stole through his disobedience. Paul refused to be distracted. I, I, love, I love the verse where he said, I fought the good fight. I finished. Psalm 60 says, with God's help, we will do mighty things, for he will trample down our I'm not guaranteed tomorrow and you're not either. But if I get tomorrow, I want tomorrow to be stronger than I am today. And I want it for you. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for your example. I thank you that you have made a way for us to win. God, I just ask that you would just begin to speak to our hearts right now, even, even as I'm praying. God, I, I, I pray those whom you're speaking to, your voice is, your voice is going to be louder than my voice. Please, God. What is it, church, that's holding you back? What are you passionate about? What's your focus? Let me talk to those of you who you can't, you can't really get focused and you can't, you can't set a, a pace for your race because your race don't even start until your relationship with Jesus is shared up. I mean, I mean, I mean, you're exhausting yourself trying to run. Stop. Just stop. Just stop, stop pretending like you're running the race. Just, just stop pretending like you got it together. Just, just stop pretending like it's all good. Because see, your race ain't even started yet until you make it right with Jesus. So here's, here's my invitation to you as, 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 we, as we turn a corner and close a year down. 
my invitation to you is, I'm inviting you to come to this altar, and then, which is symbolic where things came to die. Come to this altar. Start your relationship with Jesus. You say, I, man, I, I prayed when I was four years old. I get it, man, and I'm not downplaying that. But how's it working for you? If you need to die to yourself, if you need to restart in your walk with Jesus, I'm asking you, just raise your hand right now. I want to pray for you. God bless you. Who else? God bless you, dear. So proud of you, sweetheart. Who else? Now, if you're willing to raise your hand, would you be willing to be a fool for God and get out of your seat and come to this altar? Ask the person next to you. Say, will you come with me? Do it right now. Do it right now. Don't wait. Do it right now. Do it right now. Do it right now. Come on. I wish I had some grown-ups in the room with the courage of this young lady right here. They said, you know what? I need my relationship with Jesus. Share it up and fire it up. What's holding you back? Is it worth it? I declare no, it's not. I don't care what it is. I don't care the joy it brings. It's not. It's not. I'm making one more call those who know their life with Jesus is amiss. Quickly, let me ask those who remain, where are you in this process? passionate one day and not the next? Are you still trying to figure out why you keep blowing it? Although you really know but you're trying to find the like secret equation so that that never happens again. Let me give it to you. Jesus. Period. If you have a struggle Staying strong. I want to pray for you. If you have a problem staying strong, I want you to know. I'm going to pray for you. I, I, I want you to raise your hand. I'm, I'm, I'm writing you a name now. I'm not messing around. Daggone it. I'm not messing around with it. If you have a trouble staying strong, I want you to raise your hand. I want to write your name. No, I ain't sharing it with nobody. I'm going to be praying for you that God gets a hold of whatever it is inside of you that has become your master, and we're going to settle this. Raise your hand. If it's you, you're having trouble staying strong, just raise your hand. I'm just going to write it down. God bless you, bub. I'm so proud of you, man. I got you. I got you wrote down. You're going to be prayed for. Who else? God bless you, dear. I'm so proud of you. You have my word. I'm going to be praying for you. Who else? Who else? I have a hard time just keeping pace, man. I'm like in, I'm out. I'm passionless. God will hit me with a verse, man, and that becomes my life verse. Till I blow it, and then I, I'm mediocre again. Who else? Come on. Who else? Just raise your hand. I'm just going to pray for you. I ain't calling you out. God bless you, son. I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of you. You have no idea. Thank you. I took courage. Who else? Who else? I have trouble staying strong. I have trouble keeping pace. I let 
people knock me down. I let the opinion of others keep me from being what God wants me to be. I'm never happier. I'm, I never have more joy than when I'm, when I'm close and connected with my creator. But I let other people and I let my own greed and my lust and my own desires get in the way. I need to die to myself. If that's you, raise your hand. I want to pray for you. God bless you right there. Who else? Who else? I don't have to ask who wants to finish strong because I know that's everybody. So this prayer is for you. Just agree with me. Lord Jesus, first and foremost, we give you praise and honor for what's happened here today and for what you've done in our presence. Thank you, God, for sending your son. As the kids are going to teach us as a little baby. Oh, but God, we've got to get your son out of the manger and off the cross and out of the empty tomb. He's on the throne. And so, Lord Jesus, our king, we pray that you empower us. Fill us with your spirit that we may finish strong. God, may I put guardrails, give me, give, me, give, me the, give me the wisdom to put the guardrails in my life that need to be there so that before I run this thing off in the ditch, oh, I get a, I get a knock, I, I, I get a bump, I get a reminder, no, 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 you're a child of God, no, no, that's not for you, that's not for you. God, put those guardrails in our life. Lord, anything that's happened here today that's been pleasing to you is because of you. God, I thank you that you've just allowed me to open your word. And just to the best of my ability, share what you've given me. I'm humbled by that every week. And I give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you for being here. Um, Janice, is there anything you need to tell anybody? You good? Okay. Hey, listen, here's what I want you to do, all right? Listen, listen to me. Look up here. I still got somebody at the altar praying. Let's honor that. You hear me? Let's honor that. You need to have a conversation about anything. It won't be about the Browns. I get it. But whatever it is, just, just take it out there. Please. God bless you. I'll see you tonight.